Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, two, three. Oh. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range, practicing, busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this studio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors, Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie, Dottie. She like to party off Molly, but Cardi, let her get naughty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the tailgate. Uh, I'm in a better mood this week because Alabama won. Me, follow me, follow me, bitch, uh, I did not watch the game. I was busy watching Boston College lose 33-7 to against NC State. It was 10-7 at halftime, and then 23 unanswered points later, we're sitting there in the rain watching this two ACC teams. One of them forgot how to play football at halftime, so that was fun. Uh, Phil Dracovich cannot come back sooner for the BC program. Their backup is not it. Uh, Karen, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I didn't have to suffer any uh, losses this week because Penn State had a bye, so I was sitting back, relaxed, watching college football from a, um, I don't want to say omnipotent position, but I didn't have to get involved too heavily <laughs> in the, uh, in the day to day or in the, in the, in the intensity of, of, of college game day. An, an indifferent position. Mm. You didn't have to That's worry probably... about your team. You were just kind of chilling. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a better term. Well, omnipotent too. We can, I, I would say you're omnipotent, Karen, and you're all knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with those game picks, but we'll get to that later. Uh, yes. Some coaching news. Uh, Coach O, we called it, or one of us called it on the SEC preview. I didn't have time today to look up to see who it was. It might have been me. Predicted he would be gone this year. Now, he will make it out of this year coaching still he's gonna coach the rest of the year but he has agreed to a departure from lsu 18 million dollar buyout i this was a long time coming with all the things going on with the team the scandals and i've mentioned before part of that was the less miles issue but he kind of kept those going it wasn't he didn't help them at all and then after he got divorced like right after the natty he was hanging out with girls bringing them to practice all that 
there was a story that came out that he saw a woman at a bar and he went up to her and said, Hey, you or he saw her at a gas station. Hey, you look like you work out. We could work out together. Woman informed Orgeron she was married and pregnant, to which he responded, Why does that matter? Yikes. Uh, that's from an athletic a report from The Athletic. It, it, there's just one distraction after the other for the team. Karen, what were your thoughts on this? My thoughts on Ed Orgeron leaving was kind of like almost not a surprise. Uh, like it was one of those things that was a, a when not if sort of situation. I think it was, I think he, I think it's highway robbery that he's getting away with like 18 million or whatever you said. But I mean, it was, it was pretty, pretty bad. I, I think like just, just in general, it was, uh, he was, he should have, I mean, it was the right decision to step down and everything or, you know, leave or whatever you want to call that. So I don't think that yeah. was, I don't think anybody's going to miss him either. It yeah, will be interesting was, to see where he ends up though. That's true. Uh, some people are joking. He's going to look good in crimson as an Alabama defensive analyst next year. <laughs> uh, also part of that woman he was talking to at a gas station. He said, why does it matter? Was the wife of a high ranking LSU official. Mm, yikes. And uh, they were not happy with that decision then. But it's it's just been a shit show. Any potential candidates you can think of, Jimbo Fisher, and I actually buy Jimbo Fisher saying that because he didn't say there's no way I'm taking the LSU job. He said, I plan on finishing my contract at Texas A&M, which is fair. He plans on it. It's not firm language, which makes me believe it a little bit more that he's going to stay. Yeah, and I, I I think he I think he said it correctly so that he leaves the door just open enough that, you know, it would be like, um, it would be like, hey, I'm finishing my contract. It's up. It's now on the higher ups to decide if they want to keep me or whatever happens, so that you know he could head off. Um, you know, if he, if he doesn't do well or whatever. I mean they're doing phenomenally right now. Um, but he kind of left it up to, to higher powers so that he he can say, Oh, I didn't say anything about it. Yeah. And also if, if LSU decides to back up the Brinks truck to quote Isaiah Thomas, it, he can say, I said, I planned on staying, but that it's not a firm answer. Right, right, right. And we've talked on the show, whenever a coach is, there's no way I'm taking that job. I'm committed here. I'm saying they're gone. They're yeah. That's them basically saying, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Nick Saban did it. Urban Meyer's in the process of doing it. Um, I don't know who an ideal candidate for this position would be. I think they just need a good old boy from the South, like a church-going man who's going to kind of clean up that program. And I'm not saying if you go to church, you're automatically a better person. Like that kind of imagery is what they need. Right, right, right. I saw some people floating around there, Lane Kiffin. Lane's not leaving Ole Miss. No. It, for a step down at this point in the program, and that wouldn't fix their issues because Lane also has the Joey Freshwa- Freshwater aura around him. He might have stopped doing that stuff, but he still has that reputation. Uh, my favorite like suggestion I saw on a message board was John Gruden, <laughs> which Perfect would be hit. such an LSU hire. 
Didn't we, didn't we talk about that last weekend? When we when might have. I th- I think we mentioned it. That we said that after Coach O leaves, it's going to be John Gruden stepping in. Oh, I would love that so much. Not because I think John Gruden deserves another shot. I think if that man never coaches again, I'd be like, yeah, that's fair. But, oh, it would just be such an LSU thing to do. Yeah. With the personality and all that, oh, it'd be perfect. Uh, a coach that might or is going to have uh, a chance to look for other jobs, Nick Rolovich out of Washington State, my preseason Pac-12 North winning Washington State, which I then disavowed myself from once uh, Nick Rolovich got sued. He has been terminated with cause by the university because Monday uh, the vaccine mandate for all Washington State employees went into effect. He refused to get vaccinated, citing his deep Catholic beliefs. Even though the Catholic Church said you need to get vaccinated, that's something you should do. The Pope said that himself, but uh, refused to do it. Terminated with cause. And I don't hate the move. He had notice. He had time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn on this, right? Because I under, I understand, like, I understand his hesitation to get it, and I think, I think the, the Catholic faith thing is more of just a, I don't want to say it's a cover because that that just sounds, you know, uh, duplicitous or whatever. But I feel like that's the reason they're going to state and that's the reason that they're going to go to the you know courts with but in the end like i think this was sort of i don't want to say it was going it was bound to happen but but it was really just a a hey perfect reason to fire you goodbye you know based on the like articles i've read about it um the uh, director, uh, I think it's Patrick Chung, or am I getting that right? Uh, uh, Pat Chung. Pat Chung, okay. So probably yeah. Patrick is his full name. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those one of those things. It's like, hey, we're probably going to get rid of you. Here's a perfect excuse. And, you know, I think Rolovich saw it. I, I have a feeling Rolovich saw it coming, but I get why yes. he didn't. The with cause thing is the only part that his lawsuit can even... Nick Rolovich is also suing Washington State uh, for discriminatory and vindictive behavior by athletic director Pat Chun. And Uh, and let's be clear that his attorney said that, not himself. Yes, no, Nick Rolovich did not use the phrase discriminatory and vindictive behavior. I don't know if he knows that phrase. (laughs) It's it's funny. If you, like, read the the article on ESPN or whatever, it, it is the attorney is like going at Washington's throat with the type of language he uses. I'm just like, damn, all right, tone it down a little. I mean, I get you're suing and I get why you're suing, but holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot of people, extremely religious people are kind of pointing at stem cells were used for this, uh, the development of this uh, vaccine. So we're not, like, we're not getting it, which is fine. You know, religious beliefs, you know, it's your body, your choice, whatever, doesn't mean your employer can't fire you for it. And there is a historical precedent set for the government to mandate vaccines for their employees. Uh, going back to Saratoga, George Washington said, if you're fighting this army, you need the smallpox vaccine. There are literally precedents 
older than this country that say this is okay to do. Now, which his argument is not that I shouldn't be getting a vaccine, So, any, but just anyone who's going to argue that it's ridiculous he's made to get one, whatever. But it's, it's just weird. Because another part of it, Chun's animus towards Coach Rolovich's sincerely held religious beliefs and Chun's dishonesty at the expense of Coach Rolovich during the past year is damning and will be thoroughly detailed in litigation. What? Why are we talking about Pat Chun's dishonesty when Nick Rolovich is literally getting sued by a former player, Cassidy Woods, for not being honest and punishing him for being part of the We Are United group and uh, his health concerns with COVID and not protecting those? Why are we saying Pat Chun's dishonest? It, well, I mean, he could be. I, you know, I, I don't know the... I don't know what's going to come out in the court, but like I, it basically, I mean, that's just classic, you know, attorney jargon to say, we're going to defend our client on this grounds, but we're not going to look into anything else, which is what they all do. So it's, it's I mean, I, I don't think you should, I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. I think this, this case is going to get thrown out immediately. Yeah. Well, hold, hold on. Do, do you mean thrown out in, favor of chun and they're not going to listen to it oh i think they will i think i think i think this is going to be a one of those things like uh you can't you can't force somebody to do something just you know like i understand the the mandates but it's going to come down to like um personal choice and you know things like that and i i have a feeling rolovich is going to win i disagree with that you can there's so many arguments they could make. They could use a character uh, character case saying he's been dishonest before with his players. He hasn't protected their best interest. Why can we expect him to do that now? You could bring up, like I said, the precedent set in the court of law about government-mandated vaccines for employees. It's, it's really – I think it's either going to get thrown out or it's going to be open and shut. Uh, I, I think it's Unless, the exact – I think it's the unless, exact opposite. Unless their entire case is based on the with cause part of his termination. Which I'm feeling like it will be. Like, I think that that's the, the premise that they're going on. And with that, you can win a court case. But there's. I love not- how we're talking. I love how we're talking about legal jargon in the college football podcast. I mean, it definitely concerns college football. It's just funny. Look, we're a legal. A Cold War and a college football podcast. If you're not on board with that now, you'll never be on board. With that. But <laughs> I feel like it. They haven't said what kind of trial they're going for. If they're going for a bench trial, it's thrown out immediately. If they're going to present their case in front of a jury, they had better hope that that jury is full of anti-vaxxers. <laughs> That's the only way this case goes any further. Is if it's a with jury i forget the technical term for and they're all anti-vaxxers and then the defendants washington state's lawyers will go do you believe in are you anti-vax and if they say yes you're not on our jury get out well they then they would have cause to dismiss them but it would be up to the judge to do that yes cause it's cause for dismissal it's not actual dismissal you have a couple you have a couple that you don't have to give cause you can just say get out Oh really? Like, I forget the I, number, I, I but in some states, you can just say we don't 
no, you're not on our jury without a cause for dismissal. You need to get rid of them. It's not a lot. You can't go through the whole jury doing that, but I want to say it's like three, but I'm not sure again on the exact number. And I'm not sure about Washington. I know in some states, I think Alabama has that. So that's any law classes I took were at Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll agree to disagree on the validity of this case. I think it's just, I think Rolovich also went into this going, I'm not going to get the vaccine and then I'm going to sue them. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't doubt that this was in the works already, but I'm, I'm just saying like, I think they, they might have a case for this. Fair. It's fair. Um, but I think that's really all we can talk about this topic right now. I mean, as the legal battle ensues, which it'll probably won't come to a court in like until two years because the courts are backed up in this country. But as new stuff comes out, we'll talk about it every week. Uh, Kiernan, do you want to hear my secret topic that I would not oh. tell you what it was? Here we go. Yeah, what is it? First Can't off, I would like to point out, I gave Kiernan the games yesterday and I gave him the topics earlier today, but I kept one secret topic because I have to keep him on his toes. We are going to talk about the myth of the whiteout game. It's a cool atmosphere. I'll give them that. Not as important to the outcome of the game as they like to say it is. Kiernan's thinking. He's, I, I can't tell if he's thinking if he agrees or if he's trying to think of a counter-argument here. Well, can, can you back that up i know you showed me something the other day but the overall record for white oak games at uh happy valley are nine and eight so not great and then if you take away any yeah the the record is not necessarily it's still not a bad record but if you're gonna take away any games where either penn state had no shot like they're unranked versus a number nine team or they're ranked higher or close their record is three and one. Uh, 2005, they were the number 16 team. Ohio State was number six. They won by a touchdown. That could be a game. That could be a touchdown difference. Uh, 2013, number 18, Michigan versus no, not ranked Penn State. 43 to 40, quadruple overtime win for Penn State. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Then 2016, the game we all know when we think of the whiteout, number two Ohio State loses by three to an unranked. Penn State. In that game, Penn State went on to win the Big Ten that year, so that them not being ranked might be a little bit of a fluke here. That was probably a stupid ranking. 
That win got them to the Big Ten Championship, so I'm not knocking the win. I'm not going to knock anyone's. And then, the 2005, Penn State was 5-0, and 2-0 and in conference. Penn, or Ohio State was 3-1, and 1-0 in conference. So Ohio State was overranked for that game. And then, I didn't bring up 2009. The 2009 whiteout was against unranked Iowa. Penn State was the fifth team in the fifth ranked team in the country. Penn State lost by 11. I'm not saying the whiteout isn't this cool thing. It's a really cool atmosphere. I would love to go to those games, but it's not as important to the outcome of the game as people in, in Penn State and fans like to argue. It's a gimmick. Well, I wouldn't call it a gimmick. I would call it... I understand the the point you're making. I would say that in the past five to six years, um, so either you can say right before I started college or, you know, maybe when I started college, it has become more of a, um, it has, and, and I, 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 I will agree on the fact that it, we have not had a good record and, you know, whatever rankings were, uh, were there. I, I mean, I can't remember the ones off the top of my head that you listed, but it, I wouldn't call it a gimmick. I would call it a fun atmosphere to be around. And I would say that it is, I mean, it's an electric atmosphere. It, it's, I know, I know you haven't been, but it, but like, oh. but that's that's the whole point of the whiteout, right? It, it's not that it's like, you know, a definitive marker that we're gonna beat the other team. Like when we went to the Ohio State game a few years ago, the one that we won, we had no intention of winning that game. We knew that right off the bat. We're like, yeah, Ohio State is definitively better than us. The fact that we won was nothing short of a miracle. Don't get me wrong, I completely will. Um, I'll completely say, yep, hand up, you know, hand on my heart, whatever. That was a unreal win. But at the same time, it is a fun atmosphere to be at. And yes, it does. I would say it does at least bring people together. And it is cool to see the, like, the oh, huge thing I, in the way. I, so. I'm not arguing it's not a cool atmosphere. It's not fun. It's not something cool to do. I'm sorry, it doesn't equate to wins as much as some people like arguing. I mean, if you want to go back... Oh. Yeah, to yeah, no, that's fine. 2014, 2014 loss to Ohio State. Ohio State was 13th. Uh, Penn State was on rank game, went overtime. Uh, 2015, 14, number 14, Michigan, Penn State not ranked, lost by 12. 2016, the big number two upset game. Fine. Uh, number nine, or 2017, number 19, Michigan versus number two, Penn State. Penn State won by 29. They should have. 2018, Number four, Ohio State versus number nine, Penn State. Penn State lost by one. 2019, Michigan it was 16th. Penn State was 17th, or 7th, uh, won by seven. And then this year, Auburn, 28-20. Uh, there was no whiteout in 2020 because of uh, COVID. But So that's my main argument here. The whiteout does not equate to wins as much as some people like to believe. And Lee Corso's made this argument on game day before. He made it this year. 
but I just think people need to remember that. Like, it's just, it's a cool thing for the fans. I'm not knocking Penn State doing that, but it, it's not like they're 17 and 0 in whiteout games. It's not oh, like God, they're yeah. oh, 10 and God, 7 yeah. even in whiteout games. No, 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 no. Yeah. When, when I, and, and the reason Kevin did this is because I was breaking his balls over like, um, the the Georgia game that was like recorded at 110 decibels or whatever. I was, you know, I was busting his balls. I was trying to annoy him, but like, and then I, I spent I, 20 minutes doing this. Yeah. He, he, so he Kier did, what Kier was he, trying to do worked. He went out of his way to try and to, to prove a point that nobody gives a shit about, except maybe Penn State fans. And even I concede that, yeah, it, it doesn't help us win games, but it is fun to be at. I think the games it helps you win, it does like the games that you probably shouldn't win, it does help marginally, but I'd say give it like a three point swing, maybe. Hey, a three point swing is all you need to win a game. I mean a three point swing is what helped you beat Yeah. Ohio State in twenty sixteen. It helped you beat Michigan in twenty thirteen. So yeah, but I just Look, look, Some of these I, look. games are so much of a blowout, not even a, not a blowout, but so wide apart. The home field advantage does not matter. Yeah, no, I look, I, I, I don't doubt that. I'm the, the, the reason we as Penn State fans like the atmosphere is just because it's like, you know, normally, uh, albeit this year, given the fact that we're going to technically have two. Uh, because, you know, we don't play SEC teams all the time. So we had one against Auburn. But the the it is like, you know, end of the season, it comes down to the wire, you know, you're playing Michigan or Ohio State, you know, and, and if it just – and it all of it, if it gives you that three-point swing, right, that's, you know, that's all it needs to, to send you to the – um, Big Ten Championship, and like that's the reason we have them, because it's the one game that we absolutely need to win, and it's at home, and the fans are buzzing, and it sucks that you that sometimes that you know there are plenty of <laughs> recorded instances that we don't win. You know, we'll lose by one, or we'll lose by twelve, or whatever the um, whatever you came up with. But the fact that it might help is good enough reason for us to do it. I mean, that's fair. I just, I don't think it really helps all that much year in, year out. But I, I figured you're going to disagree with me. You didn't disagree with me as much as I thought you were going to, honestly. I can be a pretty pragmatic person, Kevin. That's true. Speaking of home field advantage, oh, here the we go. Bulls <laughs> had a great home field advantage, and that was called throwing shit at the other team. Uh, Lane Giffen got hit with a golf ball. After the game, because Ole Miss beat Tennessee, as they should. Tennessee's a garbage program. Their new coach is better, but he's better for them is not complete shit and not <laughs> paying players with McDonald's bags full of money. So uh, Tennessee was fined $250,000 by the SEC and was told they have to get their home fans in line. I'm not really sure what they can do though to stop fans like they're not going to go oh you can't come in like we're not going to have fans in the stands now because that's a huge revenue loss and it would look bad at the university like how can they prevent this going forward uh they can't simple as that 
the only way they can like they could just start banning people for life. Yeah, but are you gonna ban sixty thousand people or whatever? You know, I think you... it would take. I think it would take one, one or two. They go, oh shit, they're serious. They don't want us doing this. We're gonna stop. Oh god, no chance, no chance. One or two people, yeah, no, not a chance. Not be being a fan of a team, they will do anything to make it so they can at least go to the stadium, go to the games. If if they ban a couple of people for life, then yeah, they're ban them, arrest them. That's what the NBA did. They banned players for life and they arrested them. They were throwing shit at players last season or this yeah, last season because the season just started. So it's, I think that's all it'll take to kind of stop this a little bit. I mean. Fans will still do it, but it won't be as widespread. It won't be as many fans doing it. That's fair. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It Like, is Tennessee, I don't know, because maybe, maybe you'll, you'll have a better uh, opinion because you, you're at an SEC school for four years. But do you think, like, Tennessee is notoriously bad fans or like a bad fan base in terms of like, they don't give a crap or is it more just caught up in the heat of the moment and one person started and it was just a cascade of emotion <laughs> and I, water bottles. I mean, I don't like Tennessee fans. Uh, I think they're, it's a garbage worker convention pretty much in their stands with the overalls and all that. Uh, <laughs> I hate Tennessee. Tennessee. I really do. Man, I hate Tennessee. But it's, it, I think it it was probably only a few fans, and then like you said, the emotions got to go over, and more fans started doing it. But it's it's just a bad look for the university, and I don't, I I see Tennessee finding some way to stop it, whether it be getting Peyton Manning on the jumbotron saying, "Hey, don't throw shit." Honestly, that might be all it takes. Get a get a famous alum. I mean, there there are a good few from Tennessee. You just and they get on there going, "Yo, guys, what are you doing?" And then, especially Peyton Manning, and just going, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, Papa Manning." I think it's weird the love Peyton Manning gets, considering he never won the SEC while at Tennessee. He's just such a nice guy, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, tell that to the athletic trainer. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> No comment. That was a low blow. (laughs) But, yeah, so I I don't know. I'll be interested to see kind of how it plays out the rest of the year. But, yeah. Are are they just going to reserve it for Lane Kevin? Lane Kevin only. That that is something we didn't talk about. The emotions that Lane kind of sucked there, and they were mad about that. But, I don't know. Y'all fired him. So, it's not – I don't know why you're mad about it. Yeah, he sucked. Join the club. I mean, (laughs) Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, great coach they had. Since Phil Fulmer, they haven't had a good coach. So I don't know why. Like they've oh, had you know, who's, you know who's looking a for a job? Ed Orgeron. There you go. Coach O. <laughs> coach O to Tennessee. There you go. Perfect. Solution, solution solved. Ah, perfect. Uh, LSU gets John Gruden. Coach O goes to Tennessee. Oh, the SEC is a mess. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I feel like Greg Sankey might step in and be like, no. We're not dealing with two LSUs. It, one was enough. Uh, oh, but also, God. I love that move. Speaking of embattered people and coaches, uh, Spencer Rattler has lost his job for good, it seems. Mm. Uh, Caleb Williams showed out against TCU this week. It was TCU, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, showed out a couple passing touchdowns, rushing touchdown. The offense just looks better with Caleb Williams. So that raises the question, what is Spencer Rattler going to do? I don't think he's going to uh, to stay at Oklahoma. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy to – I wouldn't be surprised if he announces he's entering the transfer portal after this year. Or not even after this year, like tomorrow. So I don't, I don't know if you saw, but um, somebody noted that uh, he took OU off of his Instagram and Twitter bio, or I think Instagram bio is where they saw it first, and then put it back on later this afternoon. And I was, yeah. And you know, there was the the big thing of like, oh, you know, and I hate, I hate using social media as like a determinant, but I mean, you did it and you had it up there. You know, you're 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 you're, you're basically showcasing yourself as as like, oh, you're OU, and I, I you know, woohoo, go OU or whatever. But you know, if you take it off and then put it back on, what does that say about you? And what does that say about what you're going to do next? As far as I'm concerned, it's going to be, um, he's not going to transfer. He's going to he's going to declare and and try and get as high as he can in the draft. That's why, like I. I agree. We ran a poll on Twitter, actually. I just had it up, and then I looked up Spencer Rattler. On our Twitter, uh, at Quad Tailgate, go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and we also have a Facebook now that I have to get better at posting on. But uh, we ran a poll. Where is it? After Caleb Williams showed out in his first start, what is Spencer Rattler's next move? 77% of our followers thought he was going to transfer. Now, I don't know what's going on in Spencer Rattler's head or in his camp, but after the reaction to them winning the Red River shootout and him not celebrating, just kind of sulking on the sidelines, I don't know if he has the mental awareness, not mental, the like personal, what what word am I looking for? Like the ability to look inside himself and think about it and go, you know what? Maybe I'm, maybe I need him another year somewhere. I, I should go to this other school and see what I can do. I don't think he can do that based on his personality. I think he will declare for the draft initially or not initially. I agree with you. However, I do have a school that I think he needs to transfer to where a school that is, some are declaring the dynasty dead. Mm. They're going to need a quarterback after this year. Cause their current quarterback ain't getting it done. Hook them up with Dabo, see what they can do, see if they can get a little magic going. I think that would be perfect for both parties here. That is not a bad idea. That is not a bad because I mean he's he's not a bad quarterback. He just has a bad mentality. Yeah, and he's not a great quarterback, but I think if Clemson can kind of get those assistant coaches in line again, get some good players around him, this could propel him to being a top five pick again. Right, and and doesn't um, Clemson? I think Clemson has a really good QB coach or something like that. Or I read that somewhere that um, I don't know who it is. I can't remember off the top of my head because you know they haven't been in the news <laughs> recently. But um, but I think I think I remember seeing something that they they could turn out QBs or something like that. I mean, they've had Deshaun I, Watson, Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence. It's Brandon Streeter. He's been there. As a quarterback coach from 2015 and then 2020, he became passing game coordinator slash quarterback coach. Okay. Passing game coordinator is getting super popular in college now. Hmm. Yeah, I, I have seen that 
term thrown around quite a bit. And I mean, I think part of it might also just be he's had top prospects. Uh, I That's think Deshaun was gone by the time he got there, but I mean, he had Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I don't know how much coaching you need to do for Trevor Lawrence at the college level. That, that, is, that is fair. That is fair. But I don't hate, I still don't hate that move. I think I, it, it is one of the premier programs in the country. It can give Spencer Rattler the recognition he needs if he can play well. And he's still in the ACC. Like that, that's not a good conference. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. But arguably, he's realistically, he's just going to go to the draft and then complain when he's a third-round pick. Yeah, even picked up at all. <laughs> True. I, I think teams will take him the third round if, if they just have a guy who they're like, uh, we're not sold on him, give him a year or two, and they, for some reason, don't need much else, like take a flyer on the third, try to develop yeah. him, see what he can do. But it's it'll be interesting to see going forward. Uh, so do you want to go on to – you want to pick games or do you want to go to the AP poll first? Let's go to the AP poll first. All right, we'll put off our – shit showing once again so we'll start with others receiving votes Clemson got 64 votes still Uh, (laughs) Utah with 43 Arkansas with 29 BYU with 21 Air Force with 19 Iowa State with 14 Uh, the Raging Cage yeah no yeah the Raging Cage 13 and then everyone else got one vote Florida got 7 Texas got 5 but there's the others receiving votes. I'm not surprised Clemson is still getting votes, but I, I think we all learned our lesson this year. Put them in the top 25. They will probably just suck against the next team. They might win, but they're going to suck. Thoughts, if any, on others receiving votes? No, I don't. I got nothing. All right, I'm just a weirdo with strong feelings about weird things. Yeah, I mean – see the point in like worrying about who didn't receive or who did versus didn't receive votes okay fine fine i'm, uh, I'm just saying i'm just saying 25 purdue after their massive upset let's fucking go purdue purdue whenever purdue receives a highly ranked big 10 opponent they just start licking their lips like oh yeah, it's, it's game time yeah and it, it's like hey we've played crap all season oh it's a number two seed in our conference, yeah, we're gonna kick their fucking asses. Yeah, fuck those guys. Uh, number twenty-four, UT San Antonio. Number twenty-three, Pitt. Number twenty-two, San Diego State, and number twenty-one, SMU. 
two Heisman hopefuls in the bottom 20. Uh, Kenny Heisman out of Pittsburgh and Tanner Mordecai, who's really not a Heisman hopeful, but he's the Heisman hopeful in all of our do, hearts. Do you, mean, do you mean Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh for Heisman? Kenny Heisman for Heisman. One of my friends is very weird about that. He went to Pitt, and he's been calling Kenny Pickett Kenny Heisman for about five years now. And then really? other people start doing it. He's like, no, I've been doing that for years. But then he's happy about it, so I don't know. But Kenny Pickett for Heisman, Kenny Heisman all the way. Look for them to win the ACC this year. They're playing Clemson this week, actually. Kieran, any thoughts? No, I, I'm a little bit surprised at, at Purdue uh, getting the ranking after beating Iowa. But, like, that's cool. It's cool for Purdue getting the top 25 rank. I think the 25th team should always just be kind of up in the air. It should just be like your flavor of the week. Like, oh, they had a big win against a higher, like a very highly ranked team. Let's put them in at 25. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't care if they're 0-7 going into the game. Oh, you beat a really highly ranked team. You're number 25. Because just because I want to see like 1-7 UConn at 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After beating Clemson. Oh, it'd be beautiful. Uh, number 20, Baylor. 19, Auburn. 18, North Carolina State. 17, Texas A&M. And 16, Wake Forest. I'm surprised Auburn stuck around this long. And I'm surprised NC State moved up four. Yeah. After beating up on Boston College. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, in fairness, in fairness to NC State, Boston College has been better than they've been in previous years. I'm not going to say good. I'm not going to say, you know, outstanding, but they have been a lot better and they've played better football. And then they just completely shit the bed last weekend. With Phil Dracovich. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, but their current quarterback, they're not that good. Uh, dude can't I mean, hit a wide open receiver. That's fair. That's, uh, that's why I specified they have been better than they have in previous years. That's fair. But this is the year, like, you need to go in the ACC, you need to go pedal to the metal because Clemson's down. Clemson's, Clemson's down. Try to get a win. Try to get yeah, sneak I know in that's the college fair. football that's, playoff. That's very fair. Also, Wake Forest, 16 now. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I kind of want them or Pitt to make the college football playoff because that'd be electric. It would be. It would be so much fun. Uh, moving on, number 15, Kentucky. Number 14, Coastal. 13, Notre Dame. 12, Ole Miss. And Iowa at 11. That's what you get for losing by 20. I still don't like that they didn't. They only dropped nine spots after losing to an unranked team. Do you think they should have dropped more? Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. Like how, they should have dropped out of the how top far, twenty-five though? because I think I don't know, sixteen, seventeen. They lost to a three and two unranked Purdue. What? Why? Why are they still number eleven? They're knocking the door of top ten because. If they win again, they can just go, oh, that was a fluke game. They're back in the top 10. Yeah. If they're an unranked team that has not been ranked all season, you need to earn getting back into the top 10. Right. So I have a question for you, Kevin. 
um, because my opinion would be too too biased and I want to hear it from your side. Does this loss by Iowa discredit or nullify Penn State's loss to Iowa? It's not a good loss anymore. Right. You used to be arguing like it was it's now the number two team. They were number three before. That's a good loss. If you're gonna lose, that's a game you wanna lose. Now that Penn State shit kicked them, yeah, it, it's a bad loss now. Yeah. Now, either team, if they run through the Big Ten, win the Big Ten championship, they will probably get into the cultural playoffs. But it's a bad loss for Penn State now. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. I just wanted to hear your opinion. Okay. Any other thoughts on the rest of them? On poor, poor Kentucky. I mean, when you go against Georgia and a defense like that, the fact that they put up 13 points is ridiculous. Go Kentucky. That's true. That game probably knocks them out of the SEC championship, but I would like to see them hanging around that like six or seven range at the end of the year. I think that'd be nice for them. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they would need to. They would need to win. They'd need to only lose like one more game. Um, well, well, sorry, they don't need to lose one more game, but I think they can afford to lose maybe one more game. But like, you'd have to. They'd have to put on a show for the rest of the SEC. They, if they want to get back into the top ten, they cannot afford to lose another game. If they want to have a chance of getting into the SEC championship, which I don't think they do. I don't see no. Georgia losing two games. No, it, I don't see Georgia I losing maybe a, game. a slip up game. Maybe I doubt it, but maybe. But then Sorry, are we talking about? Are we talking about Georgia's slip up game? Yeah, like some random loss or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but even then, if they they can Georgia can afford that because they will still get into the SEC championship. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I hope so, Kentucky. I hope Kentucky like finds a way to pull it out of there, pull it out of the hat, and just like go off. Oh, same. That'd be, be electric. Yeah. Uh, number ten, Oregon. Number nine, Michigan State. Number eight, Oklahoma State. Number seven, Penn State. Number six, Michigan, and number five, Ohio State. Uh, uh, Oregon's just fall like they. they they're five and one, and they dropped a spot last week. Uh, I don't get why Ohio State's five. I'm going to be honest. You have two undefeated Big Ten teams in the top ten. Why is Ohio State ahead of them when their loss came against the now number ten team who lost to Stanford? Favoritism. That's why. Uh, uh, fair, but it's not <laughs> the Big Ten making these rankings, so I don't know why they're so favored. Uh, no, they yeah, just again, have, like they just have like one school from each conference that they, you know, suck off. As much as I want to complain to that, being one of those schools, I, I can't. I'd be hypocritical. Yeah, 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 shut up. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I don't know. I still think Michigan should sit out the rest of the year and say, "Look, we have the best record, precedent. We're playing in the championship. Fuck you guys." Yeah. But I don't really have an issue with these rankings. As much as I say that the Iowa loss is now a bad loss for Penn State, they were on a bye. I don't think you should fall on a bye. But does 
So, okay, fair, fine. I'll agree with that. But then does Michigan also get a, uh, does Michigan get a pass from raising two spots on a bye? They didn't play last week. Um, if you don't fall on a bye week, should you raise two spots on a bye week? Who was number eight team last week? Eight team? Eight. Who was the number eight team? Michigan. No. La- oh, yeah. Who was number six team? Uh, I mean, all right. They were five. They moved up one. They moved up one. They moved up two. I mean, if, if the teams ahead of you shit the bed, I think... I think that's the only logical choice to make. Because I think if you move them up one, Penn State would have to move up one without playing. I don't hate the move, but I think two is a jump. I think at most, if teams above you shit the bed, you should move up one in the ranks. I think two is a bit much. Okay, that's that's fine. I just wanted to, I just wanted to hear what you have to say on the matter. Because I, 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 I think it would have been hard to justify moving a 5-1 Penn State up one and then moving Michigan up one when Michigan's undefeated, even though they haven't really played anyone. But that's just my thoughts on it. No, nope, that's, that's, that's fair. That's completely fair. But I just, wanted to, I just wanted to gauge your reaction because it seems like, you know, that's one spot. Okay, yeah, I understand it. Two spots, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a big jump when you're at six and you're like – you're breathing down the neck of the number four spot. That's a that's a big difference. Like if you're at eight, you're like, oh, okay, you know, we might have the, you know, we might get in on the skin of our teeth. But like when you're at six, you're like, there's a legitimate chance here. So I think, I, you know, again, you know, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But I think that's, I think two spots is too big of a jump on a bye week. That's true. Uh, I also want to point out, by the way, this was last week before Iowa. We didn't talk about it. Uh, the Big Ten was the second conference in FBS history to have five teams in the top ten. That's pretty cool. They were. It happened. It has happened for the twenty fourth time, and they're the second conference to do it. <laughs> the SEC did it twenty three times. In yeah, yeah. Someone was yeah. talking shit to me about all the teams they had in the top ten. Did it once. Who cares? Talk to Wait, me. Wait, that wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't say I that. said someone. I would have said you if it was you. It was, oh, fair it was JD over at the corner booth, that little shit Ohio State fan. <laughs> Although I, I have tweeted, he, I like one Ohio State fan, and it's JD. Yeah. But, all right, top four. Alabama, back in their rightful place, in the top four. I love anything, to see it. Anything, anything outside of top two for you is, is just plain sacrilege. Well, I mean, they did lose to Texas A&M, so I don't hate it. But after <laughs> College Bowl was drunk this year, Alabama, or early in the year, Mississippi State beat Texas A&M. Texas A&M beats Alabama. Alabama beats up on Mississippi State. College Bowl is drunk. Uh, <laughs> number three, Oklahoma. Number two, Cincinnati. And number one, Georgia. For the first time all season, all season, Kieran, I don't have an issue with Oklahoma's ranking. Agreed. This looks like an entirely new offense with Caleb Williams. Also agreed. So don't have an issue with it. I'm waiting for them to find a way to fuck over Cincinnati, though. 
if they do, it would be the biggest swindle in all of college sports. Well, not the biggest, but it would certainly be very, very annoying. It's going to happen. I mean, let's say Tulane plays them close like they did against Oklahoma early in the year. Uh, they're playing since he's playing Oklahoma or Tulane in two weeks. Let's say it's a close game again. Oh, sorry, Cincinnati, you're now the tenth ranked team in the country. Sorry, tough luck. That would that would be blasphemy of the highest order. No, since since he has done everything it needs to to deserve that top two spot. A hundred percent. I have people who've complained saying UCF was so much better in 2017. Debatable. No. Yeah, that, that's that's debatable at best. And since he just smacked you guys, so. Hush. It wasn't even a UCF fan. Oh, it wasn't? That's why I was confused he was saying it. Like, why do you care this much? But, yeah, I mean, they're playing similar schedules. Yeah, Cincinnati beat up on a not great Notre Dame team, but a still top 25 Notre Dame team that is a year removed from the playoffs. Uh, I don't hate Cincinnati at two. I'm not saying I hope they get fucked over. I'm saying I can see them getting fucked over. You better not have jinxed it. I was not jinxing it. I didn't say they're not getting fucked over. They're a great team. No, that would be jinxing it. <laughs> and then Georgia won with the best defense in the nation. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's not even debatable. Also, first off, Georgia's defensive tackle is not a Heisman candidate. Georgia fans, shut the fuck up. That's never going to happen. The dude has like one and a half sacks. Oh, but he's making stats for other people. That's not what the Heisman is. Yeah, no. You know that brings that up a, that that brings up a good point about defenses, Heisman's. Whatever ha- happened to Manti Teo? I like I have not heard his name mentioned in about a billion years. Or what? Uh, he went to the Chargers, then the Saints. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You Google Manti Teo, there's a picture of him with his girlfriend. <laughs> he was drafted in the second round by the Chargers, then went to the Saints, played for the Bears last year, and now he's a free agent. Yikes. I forgot he was a second round pick. I thought he fell a lot more than that. It was it was a big discrepancy because it was like he was he was supposed to go first round. I mean he was a Heisman finalist for God's sakes. That's true. He also was he was always projected to be a late first rounder if he left a year early and then also a late first rounder later on, then mid first round at the best and then uh, the girlfriend stuff happened, all that, and then he fell because he also wasn't that fast uh, concerns that he could play linebacker at the NFL level. And I mean, he's not, he wasn't a terrible NFL player. He wasn't great, but like a perfectly average, like, hey, our starting middle linebacker's tired. 
go in there for a couple snaps, see what happens. Like he wasn't yeah. really going to make a catastrophic mistake, but he was never going to make plays that you want. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Kieran, you want to pick some games now? Yeah, sure. Let's pick some games. Let's go into how we did last week, though. Do we do better? Uh, last week for Oklahoma State versus Texas, Kiernan, you predicted Oklahoma. You did not score predict for the first two games, which was very annoying for me because I actually had to think while figuring out how we did. Uh, Oklahoma State cover over of 60, Texas win. I had 35-33, Texas. Final score was 32-24, Oklahoma State. The over did hit. Oklahoma State technically covered because they won, and Oklahoma State won, though. Uh, Then we did Georgia versus Kentucky. You said Georgia would cover in the under. I said 21-9 to Georgia, which would not have them covering. Final score, 30-13 to Georgia. The under barely hit. Kentucky covered. So I got a dub on both. You were right in the over-under, but wrong about the covering. Uh, then we did NC State versus BC. Minus three was the line, NC State. Uh, you had 25-18, NC State. I had 28-22, NC State. Boy, were we wrong. Well, we were both right. NC State covered, and the, the under did hit. So in terms of the score, we were wrong, but in terms of the actual betting statistic stuff, we were right. Let's go. And then finally, Cincinnati versus UCF. Cincinnati was minus 21. Cannon said 28-15 Cincinnati. I said 32-12 Cincinnati. Uh, it was 56-21 Cincinnati. We should have we should have we should have had bigger, higher scores than that. That's yes, we should have. The over hit in Cincinnati covered, so that's L's for both of us on that one because I went with the push that Cincinnati would win. No, I went, actually, it was only a 20-point score. 20-point spread is what I predicted. Uh, now let's see if we can right the ship here, Karen. And do you think we can? No. <laughs> that's fair. First game, Usula versus Oregon, number 10 Oregon. Usula is 5-2, five 5-2 and two, five and two against spread. Oregon is 5-1. and one. But one in five against the spread this year It is at the Rose Bowl. Kickoff is at 3.30. The spread is UCLA minus 25. Over under is 59. 25 or 2.5? 2.5. Yeah. 25 would be a lot. Yeah. UCLA minus (laughs) 2.5. I, let's see. I'm going to go with UCLA. They're going to cover and the over. I think that's fair. That's going to be fun. Fair. I'm going to go. Let's go with my initial prediction. 28-23 UCLA. 28-23, so, I mean, you still, you're betting the under? I'm betting the under, but UCLA will cover. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'll give you my score predictions. Uh, it's going to be um, 30, 33-28 UCLA. Did I do that math right? Nope, I did that math wrong. 
thirty. I mean, that's the over. Yeah, I said the over. Yeah. Yeah. I did that not right. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah. It will hit the over, but and and it, but it just barely. Sorry, I did, I was making sure I did the math correctly. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, Pitt, number 23, Pitt versus unranked Clemson. Pitt is 5-1, five 5-1 and one, five and one against the spread. Clemson is 4-2, but 0-6 oh against the spread this year. Big old yikes. Uh, kickoff is at 3.30 at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Pitt is minus 3 with an over-under of 48. Kiernan. Uh, Going to go with Pitt. To cover, and the score is going to be. Uh, uh, make sure I'm doing my math right here. It's going to be twenty-five uh, thirteen. Okay, I am gonna go thirty-three to twenty. Pit. I believe in Kenny Heisman. Uh, number four. Alabama versus Tennessee. Alabama is six and one, four and three against the spread. Uh, Tennessee is four and three, but three and four against the spread. Kickoff is at seven at Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Alabama is a minus 24 and a half <laughs> with the over under set at 67. And we have a special number for this one also 5,479. Number of days since Tennessee has beaten Alabama. Lovely. Uh, this is going to be a route by Bama. Uh, it is going to be uh, Bama uh, to cover, and it's going to be um, 52 to uh, – I did that right? 52 to 25. Okay, yeah, I, I have – right. I have 55 to 20, Bama. Oh, okay. So pretty close. Yeah. Well, that was actually, I think that might be our closest game of the year. Yeah, probably. We better be right. The, we better be right about this, Kevin. Red this we, big. We, we need to get this one right. Oh, if we don't, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. There, there will be no more podcasts if we get this, this particular bet wrong. <laughs> not even the coverage. I'm not even going to say it, actually. Uh, next game UCF versus Memphis. So originally, UCF. we were going to have Cincy versus Navy, which is what I wanted to do. <laughs> let me let me pull up what the spread of that game was real quick, because <laughs> it was a lot. Cincinnati was minus 27 and a half. Oh, my God. That's nuts. Do you want him to have that be our group of five game? No, 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 no. I, I'm, I was only messing with you. Okay. UCF versus Memphis. UCF is four and three, three and four against the spread. Memphis is three and three, one and five against the spread. It's at the bounce house in Orlando. Kickoff is Friday at seven, so get those bets in early. Uh, UCF is minus one and a half with an over under of sixty three. Hmm. Hmm. That's a really tight spread. At really high over under. It's it's kind of tough because like you're you're looking at the rankings and you're like that game could go either way, you know. Um, 
damn, that's a, that's a tough one to pick. I guess I'll go with, let's go with Memphis. Um, Memphis to cover, but I think it's going to be like uh, 28-24. I can't tell you one person on Memphis. I can't tell you their coach's name. I can't tell you. Well, I know what their record is. I can't tell you what teams they've beaten or lost to. 46-25 Memphis. I got a gut feeling. Memphis is going to bring it. Uh, maybe this is why our rankings are always so bad. Because I just go with my gut feeling. Instead of I'm logic like, and reason? Yes, I just go, you know what? I got a feeling about this one. Yeah. Well, I've had a feeling about pretty much everything. And I've been about, what, 25%? <laughs> I think we shoot about 40%. Oh, you're very generous. <laughs> we go 50-50 a lot, and we rarely go 0 for 4, so I'm just going to say like 30-40%. All right, fair enough. Combined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, let's not – I'm not saying individual. Fair. So there's our game picture this week. Uh, Kieran, last week we talked about Conference USA – looking for a partnership with the American and the American saying, no, we want to build a great, the best power five or group of fives conference we can. Well, apparently part of that is taking a lot of schools from conference USA, UAB, UTSA, the 23rd ranked team in the country, Rice, who we talked about last week in JFK, North Texas, Charlotte and FAU, Joey Freshwater's old stomping grounds is, are expected to, apply to join the AAC and they're also expected to be let in as full participants. That would make them a 14 school conference, both basketball and football. I'm not sure about the other sports. Uh, Karen, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, poor conference USA. That is, I don't want to call it a death blow, but that is brutal. That is brutal for them. Cause like, you know, despite you know despite them being a group of five conference or whatever that you know to lose that much to lose six teams essentially or probably is that's a lot of money so i don't know how they're going to compensate for any of that and uh but on the same token uh well maybe not on the same token you couldn't rank these guys as like you know, premier teams or whatever, but brutal for the Conference USA, good for the AAC. I guess it really doesn't matter. They're still a group of five teams, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I think losing six schools to another group of five conference is a death blow. I think if, if they went to a power, none of these schools would be going power five, but if they went to a power five conference, if you lost a couple members that way, you know what, fine. Yeah, but you, going you could to survive another, that, yeah. Going to another group of five, like, why would anyone want to join this conference now? Yeah. So, and this also replaces teams like Cincinnati, UCF, Houston. and Houston for the AAC. So, it's it's a win for the AAC. It's a loss for Conference USA, obviously, even though the teams aren't that good outside of uh, UTSA. But the Big 12 shakeup is just destroying college football. I think yeah. that's why college football is drunk this year. The Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas are the reason for it. In yep. other news, the Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, per The Athletic, 
said that Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the ACC is a personal betrayal and trust is at a relative low between the conference and these two schools. Bob, no one cares. <laughs> Put a give these two school these two historic programs a better stage to compete on, and maybe they wouldn't leave. Fair point. So I, I just thought that was a really funny headline. Because <laughs> it's Bob Big 12 Commission Bob Balsby feels betrayed by Texas and Oklahoma, which is hysterical. Yeah, it's a load of BS. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Kieran, anything else you have before we sign off? Uh, no media scumbags this week. I didn't see anything that really jumped out to me as, oh, that was a dick thing to do. Yeah, same here. Um, I think everyone's been pretty quiet on social media and emails ever since <laughs> the <laughs> John Gruden thing. <laughs> well, it's because the NFL uh, said that no other coach or GM or any team official has said anything bad in those emails. I don't believe that for one second. Yeah, not a second. No, yeah. <laughs> also, take this with a grain of salt, but look out, there might be a third Urban Meyer video that is even worse than the first two coming out. Our reports, there are some reports that Shelly Meyer is threatening the girl's family, is pissed about it. So, again, take it with a grain of salt. I saw it on Twitter, but keep your ears to the grindstone for that. I really hope there's just an Urban Meyer sex tape out there. I think that would be hysterical. Surely, surely his wife would get mad at him and not. I wouldn't be surprised because I do feel like in a lot of situations, it's it's always the woman's the home record, not the guy's a dick. Right. Like, that's the thing I'm not understanding about this whole fiasco is that surely it's the other way around where it's, the husband that's at fault here. I think both can be at fault in this situation because it's very well known that Urban Meyer's married. Right. Although the girl did post like, who is this? He keeps hitting on me. So she might've just been dumb and not known who it was. That's, so, that's very fair. So yeah, but no, I, I do agree with you. I think it's kind of weird. That's always like, Oh, that woman's a home record. Not, Oh, that guy's just a piece of shit. Who knows? Maybe LSU will hire Urban Meyer. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fun ordeal? Oh, that'd be incredible. Uh, he might clean up the program a little bit, though. He would be. No, he, he won't. Would... He won't. Yeah. He won't. His players were murdering people at Florida. He's not going to clean up that program. Yeah, that's fair. My favorite thing about those Florida teams, you had the murderer Aaron Hernandez, the racist Riley Cooper, and then the pastor Tim Tebow. <laughs> the wild concoction down in Florida. Well, it worked out, helped him win. But all right, well, that's all we have this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, I'm happy again. Hopefully, Kiernan's happy. Uh, have a good day. Uh, drink responsibly this weekend, I mean, or just make sure you have a ride crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. If I'm at the shooting range, practicing, busting gas. Want a vocal booth in this studio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors, Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie, Daddy. She like to party off Molly, but Cardi let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she style. She said, Fody Water, will you about to be? I said, Follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, or the Cali, still a cold 
Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.